Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name's Scott, aka Scotty P, up in your business. Joining me today is Javi, Javier, Javi Lucius, Javilissimo. How the fuck did you come up with that one? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I saved you in my phone, is Javilissimo. <laughs> Dude. First of all, before we do anything, this is my new thing that I'm doing. We're going to shout out to our homies at Dr. Squatch Soaps. We love those guys. They do great things. They make great soaps. They make great scents. And their soaps are all motherfucking natural, bro. No parabens. I don't even know what a paraben is. I know. I don't know what a paraben is either. We say that every (laughs) single week. (laughs) One of these days, I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to find out exactly what a paraben is, and I'm going to tell you, and it's bad, dude. Parabens are bad, dude. Cause it's, eczema. It's extra extra chemicals on your face for no goddamn reason. Probably like preservatives or shit to make their soap look, you know, like uniform color or something. That's just a theory, but... Who knows? I feel like it's bad. Dr. Squash Soaps does awesome things. They make great soaps that... Out of chocolate? Out of chocolate, dude. Who doesn't love chocolate soap? Name me one person. Right now. Go. I can't think of anybody. I don't know who wouldn't like that. Everyone likes it. (laughs) Everyone likes chocolate soap. So go to DrSquatch.com. Fill your card up with as many fucking soaps as you can. And then use code BRONURSE at checkout and save yourself 20%. Do yourself a favor. And then send me one because Scott has yet to send me one. Then send Javi one because he really, he's a stank-ass motherfucker. <laughs> I'm broke, man. I'm unemployed. You are unemployed, dude. I can't afford that. But you're about to be gainfully employed, right? In a year. God willing. We'll talk more. Anyways, let's start the show. <laughs> let's do it. So, Javi, bro, welcome back, man. Welcome to the Broners Podcast. Thank you for having me again. Always a pleasure. Dude, anytime, man. You're practically a bro. Practically or fully? I mean, I'm. You are fully a bro. I don't even know why I said that. I was going to say. I'm a stupid son of a bitch. That's all right, man. It happens. (laughs) We can't all be geniuses. That's true. We can't all be CRNAs. I mean, apparently, according to this guy that we talked about last week, fucking Dr. Ryan, you know, you can't even be a CRNA. Oh, no. That guy. Don't even get me started on Dr. Ryan. He seems like a straight-up stand-up guy, dude. Oh, total. It's, total not, just him. it's not just him. It's the whole AMA, dude. Uh, from his, his perspective, it would be the ASA. That's like the American Society of Anesthesiologists, pretty much. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know But that's the it. thing. Like, it sucks because you, you, you see that and... Not all of them think like that, you know? Yeah, that's what I've, that's what I, when I've talked about this with multiple providers already, and they're, they're all saying the same thing. They're like, that's not the fucking, that's not my opinion, dude, you know? Yeah, it's it's not the general consensus. Yeah, man, like, I mean, how could it, how could, how could the AMA or the ASA be, and I mean, Dr. Ryan, who speaks for everyone, how can they be so far off what the status quo is? 
It's job security, man. At the end of the day, it's, it's what it is. It's job security, which doesn't make any sense because, like you guys were saying, there's a shortage on providers from top to bottom. So, yeah, worldwide shortage, bro. Exactly. So, job security, from their perspective, they're seeing it as job security, but then from everybody else's perspective, it doesn't make sense because, at the end of the day, we're there's a shortage and we're just there to treat patients, right? Like that's the common goal to take care of patients. Yeah, I mean, that's what it should be about. It, sh- it shouldn't be about who's got the tinier dick. It should be about <laughs> who's got, who can treat the patient the best, who can, you know, perform the best care and, and uh, in a timely manner, you know, safely. Yeah, safe, safe, cost-effective care. At the end of the day, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, dude, I, honestly, I think that just the um, the steam engine of healthcare is going to move around these fucks and there's nothing they can do about it. And they know it. So that's why they're getting all butthurt now. No, there really isn't. Like, it's amazing how, how many millions of dollars are dumped into like lobbying and shit just to make sure that providers who are more than capable of having independent practice don't have it because of like lobbying going back and forth because lobbying comes from both the mid-level provider side and from the physician side because the these politicians they don't they don't know they really don't know what what a crna is what an mda is what an np what a pa they've heard of it but they don't know what it really is what the job entails yeah most people have no fucking idea bro no they don't and all it takes is some education and, and and looking at the studies and showing the studies knowing the facts because the facts are that that yeah even though we haven't been to medical school or done residency or done any of that stuff we've we're still professionals and we're still experts in our specific fields and we can provide care the same care that a physician can yeah and um why should it fucking matter it shouldn't and and people are people politicians everybody around the world is is really waking up to the fact that you don't have to have md or do behind your name in order to be considered a safe and efficient provider did you see the biden thing like the uh he put together his like corona task force and no there, I, there was like no nurse they were saying they were complaining because they were like there's no nurses on the task force no to be honest i didn't you gotta put a, na- a nurse on your task force bro <laughs> nurses love biden dude everybody knows that they do i don't know why but they do yeah you know you know that happens but um yeah man i think the I think that shit's wacko, bro. I vented pretty fucking hard about it in the last episode. <laughs> he did, he did. I think you pretty much covered it, but yeah, it dude. sucks, man. Because, like, like I said, the, the general consensus between most physicians, most CRNAs, is it's the team approach is, is the most is the safest approach. You have the physician, you have the CRNA coming together as a team, coming up with a plan for the patient and. Just at the end of the day, patient outcome is, is the most important thing. And if that team approach is what has the safest outcome, then whether it's a CRNA or an anesthesiologist that's actually the one physically doing your your anesthesia or your care, whatever it is, it's at the end of the day, just know it's going to be safe. Yeah. Agreed. But I agree with yeah, you. That's, and, that's, and that's the thing. It sucks because you... It's it's a team. Like at the end of the day, it's it's a team. Whether in the hospital, whether you're in the hospital and you're you have a physician above you, quote unquote. Again, it's it's a team. So, for example, 
the physician has their knowledge, you have your knowledge, you come together, come up with a plan. You let your powers combine. Exactly. Because like Captain Planet. Basically. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> even though so basically with this team approach, yeah, even though the physician is technically quote unquote in charge wherever you're at, like in the hospital, for example, you have the physician that is having a medical direction. So even though technically they are the ones that are above and making these decisions um, about a patient care or a plan of care for the patient, you're involved in that process. You're involved in coming up with that plan as well because, like I said, it's a, it's a team. It's, it's a, a collaborative effort. effort, bro. It's a and collaborative so it, effort. Dude, you know what they want? They want the nurses to stay the hospital's little money machines, dude. Yeah. That's what I, – I actually talked to a hospital administrator recently about – um, something that's pretty interesting that I never really thought about before, mm-hmm. but it was, um, he was telling me, um, we we're talking about Epic, the charting system, Epic yeah. and how, uh, like how it got, it took hold over other charting systems like Meditech and Cerner. And basically what was happening, the, what happens is like, um, so you have like most Cerner and Meditech are like old as fuck. They're from like a bajillion years ago. And they don't really capture 100% of the cost of the care for the hospital, right? So, um, for instance, if, Javi, if you came into the hospital, you came into my ER and you were, you had a migraine, right? You had these crazy migraines. You can't treat them. Tylenol's not working. You know, so we do blood work and get you a CAT scan and we rule out a stroke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Basically, like uh, with older charting systems like Meditech and Cerner, uh, for example, it's really easy to avoid charting the IV line, you know, and lots of times that's something that's overlooked or um, reassessing pain. If I give you pain medicine, you know, like those things are like really overlooked in those systems. Epic kind of like holds your hand as a nurse through the entire program. So it makes it so that you capture all of those cost points. Every time you start an IV, every time you round on your patient, at like your 30-minute pain reassessment, all that shit is captured through Epic, the charting system. And the way that this shit was pitched to the hospital administrators, why they spent so much goddamn money on it is because they know or they, they, they were told that they could capture all of this extra cash that they've just been letting flow freely, you know? Right. So they're like, okay, it's worth the investment if I have to pay $2 million, but it gains me another million and a half dollars a year, then that's a fucking no-brainer, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where you get this like ultra uh, micromanaged style of like uh, management in the hospitals now. And because, dude, how this happened was like, you know, I'm a traveler, so I work at a lot of different hospitals. Now I've, I have experience at a lot of different hospitals. And I worked at hospitals with Cerner, and I worked at hospitals with Meditech, and I worked at hospitals with Epic. And every time I work at an Epic hospital, it fucking sucks being a traveler there, dude. Like, and I don't, I can't, I couldn't really put my finger on it. I'm like, why is it, whenever I would hear it's a, it's an Epic hospital, I would be like, fuck, this is going to suck, dude. This assignment's going to suck. And I couldn't really figure out why, but then over time, put this whole fucking working theory together about it, dude. And it's they micromanage you because they paid, they got convinced to pay a dickload of money for this fucking charting system. And people are still 
not charting IVs. People are still not charting pain reassessments. People are still not charting swallow screens and bullshit like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. th- those are all things the hospital, little cost points that the hospital can collect and charge the patient's insurance company. You know? Yeah. So they're freaking out about it if you're missing it because they're like, fuck, we're missing all this money. We paid all this money. We look like idiots. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's why that's why you're always getting called into the office because you forgot your reassessment or you forgot your the charting this and the charting that. That's that's all it is. It's because of money. It doesn't even make sense, bro. Like, does it affect? This is what I asked this guy. I said, if I don't chart the swallow screen and the patient can clearly swallow, does that affect patient care? Like, is is that in the is that affecting the bottom line for the patient? Like, no, the, the obvious answer is no, it's not affecting them at all. Like, this is strictly for hospital billing, dude, you know? Like, this, all, all of this whole meeting we're having is just so the hospital can make more money. We're ha- you're having a meeting with me, a nurse, a caregiver, someone whose focus should be on caring for people, for patients, and you, we're having meetings about how I'm not earning the hospital enough money? Isn't that fucked up? It's crazy. It's it's a business though, man. At the end of the day, it's all it is. That's why nurses shouldn't fucking work for hospitals, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you. This is yeah. this is like a thing now, dude. I'm I'm yeah. focused on this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think nurses should work for hospitals. I don't think nurses should be staffed for hospitals. Yeah, I mean you have a lot more experience on that because you've done the traveling and the agency work and stuff. I don't. I've only worked for hospitals. Yeah. So I don't really know that side of it. So I can't really comment too much on that. You really know more about the agency side and traveling side. But I can tell you, man, like working for the hospital, sometimes it sucks, man. But as a a CRNA, will you be working for the hospital? No, as a CRNA, you work for a group. Right. You're going to work for a private fucking agency that contracts through the hospital. Yeah. That's the wave of the future, dude. We'll see, man. And that's, that's how I feel like nurses would get more respect, more pay, more less bullshit i guess attached to the job people would stop pulling them in the office to capture fucking quality care points so that they can make more money off of them you know what that although i I kind of feel like that would still happen though because even though you're not working for the hospital you're contracted you still need to kind of abide by their rules right because you when you were going in as a traveler they would still call you in the office for their stupid shit so i don't know necessarily working for an agency or working for a for, uh, would solve that problem. Would solve that problem because they're still wanting to. Br- they would want to bring people in to who would make them money, who would capture those costs. You have to. You have to be. You have to be looked at as an asset to the hospital if you if you want that contract. Right. Because that's like like for us. Like for example, if we go and do our own. Um, let's say we go and do 1099, right, and be our own our own boss, our own contractor, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We have to try to go to these different. Uh, surgery centers or hospitals or whatever the case is and show them that we are a valuable asset yeah exactly you have to you have to be you have to become an asset to the hospital you have to treat their patients correctly treat their patients safely and at the same time still make the money you have to be an asset so if you're not an asset then you're not going to win that contract you're not going to work there for them so i feel like it it would probably be the same shit it's just you're not doing the same bullshit you still deal with the same bullshit. You're just not getting your paycheck or earning your money from the hospital. You're earning it from your agency or for if you're a 1099. Yeah, you're, I guess you would be making the money from the hospital, but 
I guess it would be a little but you'd, different. You'd be making significantly more fucking money, bro. Oh, for sure. You would be, definitely. Significantly more. That's a big deal, dude. Yeah. You know, like, as a as an agency nurse, on average, you make, like, 2.5 times more than what a staff nurse makes. I feel like that would actually help with the bullshit because at least you're getting paid for it and you know eh, i'm dealing with this bullshit but you know what i'm getting paid for it. yeah that's exactly what i think every fucking day of so, my life that i go into work yeah so i'm like this job sucks but yeah. pff, i fucking make a dick load of money dude so yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like it definitely lessens the blow because when you're not getting paid for what you deal with or what you expect you should be getting paid like that that makes it so much worse yeah really like does. when you compare your i think that's the problem is when when you do nursing as a job and you compare yourself to other fields, you know, like you have a buddy that is an electrician and you have a buddy that's a fucking plumber, you know, and you have a buddy that works construction for some company and you got, and these motherfuckers didn't go to school. They don't have anybody's lives in their hands, you know, like all great people, don't get me wrong, but like didn't, don't have to deal with the fucking bullshit that you have to deal with on a daily basis. And yep. they're making the same fucking money, if not more than you are. It's kind of a slap in the face, dude. You know, I mean, I don't know that if, let me not say that it's a slap in the face because, like, at the end of the day, they still work their ass off to get to the place that they're in. Granted, it's not, let me not say that it's not, what, what is it that I'm trying to say? Yeah. Pretty much, it, it, it sucks because the work that we do, like, we basically have people's lives on our hands every single day, and we're obviously getting underpaid for it. Yeah. And, and it sucks. But to it's look a at slap in the face be, from the hospital. To yeah, know that is. to know that you could have not to, I, I I wouldn't say so much I'm looking at other people and being like fuck Comparing. those fuck those people you know like or anything like yeah. that I'm looking at them like why the fuck didn't I do that right you know exactly. like like if I'm if I'm gonna like if I'm gonna go into debt if I'm gonna like take this job if I'm gonna have all of this liability you know yeah if I'm gonna get steamrolled by every system in the hospital like like the nurse does like why the fuck didn't I just go fucking pave roads bro yeah for sure. You know, yeah, like yeah, I sure. can make the same fucking money. I probably get better benefits. Yeah, I'm probably happier. Yeah, I mean, in California, they have way better treatment for nurses. They mm. get mandatory 30 minute breaks. They get mandatory two 15 minute breaks, mm. and the agency nurses there make about as much as the staff nurses do, maybe like slightly more. And if you're a traveler, then you don't get as taxed as hard because most of your, a lot of your money comes from a stipend. So, um, but what happened in Cali was the nurses, all the unions got together and went on a fucking massive strike, dude. Yeah. And there was no, there's already a nursing shortage and they, they, they basically, um, hamstrung the hospital system into paying them what they were worth mm -hmm. you know and you just don't see that as strong in other states as you do there it's really yeah. unfortunate because mm -hmm. you should be making that much money dude how much money the fucking hospitals bill for the for putting an iv in somebody dude the hospital bills like thousands of dollars dude for for the for the thing that you just performed autonomously as a nurse for the for the process the nurse or the hospital is going to bill that patient like a dick load of money, you know, oh, for sure. They're going to get like a three or $4,000 bill from the ER, which is the hospital. And then they're going to get like a two $2,500 bill from the actual physicians group, mm -hmm. you know? So that fucking, all that other shit 
came off of the backs of pretty much nurses, dude. I mean, there's there's imaging and lab, you know, costs, but most of that shit comes from the fucking nurses, dude. Yeah. The labor of our brothers and sisters <laughs> on the front lines, Javi. Yes, sir. And it sucks, like you know, how little nurses get paid, and like bedside nurses, staff nurses, they they really don't get paid as much as they should. Yeah, like they get paid about half of what they should, I think. For sure. I think nurses should be making like 90 G's, like 90 to 100 G's take home. At least. I think so. I think for the shit that you do, you should get paid a lot fucking more, dude. Yeah, definitely. And you shouldn't get like a hero's work here sign. And you should. I could just, I could just go on and on, dude. (laughs) It sucks, man. Like it really does. It yes. really does. Like you sit back and you think about it, and it's like fuck. Look at look at all the shit that every that these people go through every day, day in day in and day out, and and you don't get compensated for it. Dude, physicians work autonomously from the hospital. They do what what they think is best for the patient. Yeah, they have full autonomy over caring for the patients. You know, with almost almost no intervention, or, or yeah, intervention, but uh, from their medical directors and their policies and procedures that that they have to comply with, based on their based on their company that they work for. Right. Nurses have like nowadays, like I mean, hospitals with older charting systems, nurses have a, a significantly more autonomy. But nurses that work for hospitals specifically hospitals that use epic as a charting system your hand is basically held through your entire care like you have a pop-up on your on your screen every time you're you miss documenting something you have a pop-up you have a a click box you have a you know a notification every anytime pain reassessment swallow screens fucking all this bullshit you know like you're basically having your hand held through your career that was advertised to us as like young students as like an autonomous career you know nurses have a lot of autonomy do you remember hearing that i honestly don't i didn't pay attention to nursing school so i don't remember hearing that don't tell our don't tell our nursing school professors <laughs> i like the shining light of uh, of our nursing school program dude oh my god i was just talking to one of our old professors she hit me up on uh facebook messenger the other day oh yeah yeah i don't want to say her name but she was like, oh, I see you're doing so well, blah, blah, blah. How's Javi? And I was like, yeah, he's fucking CRNA school. And she was like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. JK? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, man, she's cool. Yeah, she's cool. I didn't yeah. like her at the time, but Yeah, cool. I know. <laughs> it's like once the, once they're not your professors anymore, they're, they're cool. They're, they're cool, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, man. I don't think uh, nurses should work for hospitals, dude. I really don't. I, I think that it, there's a, there's a better system. There's a better way, bro. I yeah. did this whole poll on my Instagram. I got like fucking 2,000 replies to that shit, dude. What was it? I uh, I asked, shouldn't nurses work for Is it a conflict of interest for a nurse oh, to work okay. for hospitals? And I think it was like 76% said no. Like over 2,000, 3,000 almost votes. 76% of the nurses that follow my Instagram account think that that's that there's a conflict of interest yeah there is a conflict okay i mean yeah. i misheard you i misheard you i thought you meant that it wasn't a conflict of interest okay no they, they think fuck yeah it's a conflict of interest they think yeah. that the hospital is going to force a nurse to change their practice in order to capture more 
like billable points per visit, you know, if, if it, the hospital makes more money doing X procedure, then the nurse is going to document in a way that makes X procedure viable, a viable option. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I've, that's a real, that's a real conflict of interest. That's a real situation. Yeah. You know? I mean, I feel like that would, even like I said, even though if you weren't working for the hospital and you're working for the agency, I feel like that would still happen though. The hospital would still want you to be doing these things because at the end of the day, the the hospital is still going to get paid. They want to get paid. They they might want you to, but they don't own you the way that they own you now, dude. They, you know? they they don't own you, but they own your contract. So if you're not, if the agency's nurses aren't pulling their weight and not bringing in the money, they're gonna count. They're gonna get you out and bring somebody in who does. I don't agree. No, you don't think so. I mean, I I think like if it if it goes on for a long enough time and there's a clear discrepancy there, like I think that obviously you know if you're doing a bad job at anything, you know, but I think that we need to take the power back, bro. Like. Um, physicians don't deal with this shit, man. Like physicians say, I'm going to give care based on what I think. I'm the expert, not you hospital, you know? And I know that some physicians still get bullied and get pushed around by administrators. Z-Dog MD talks about it all the time, you know, how like administration, hospital administration and insurance companies should stay out of healthcare, you know, let healthcare be run by the healthcare professionals, you know? But, um, but I just feel like with physicians, there's there's more pushback, you know, because they know their value. Like nurses, you're you're kind of treated and you're kind of like taught. Dude, the first thing I learned when I was in nursing, when I was got my first job as a nurse, was like, document like you're gonna go to court. Document like you're gonna go to court. You're gonna go to court one day. You're gonna go to court. You're gonna go to court. I don't know anybody's fucking gone to court, dude. <laughs> like I, I, I like. How long has it been now? How many people do you know went to fucking court? Like they they fear monger you into fucking practicing a certain way, bro. I get that. I mean, at the same time, I actually was called in. I didn't actually go. Uh, not that I didn't actually go, but it kind of fell through. I guess they probably ended up settling, so I didn't have to actually do anything. What, what happened? Um, Break it down. So there was a case that one of the hospitals were patient coded after being admitted on the floor. And I was basically one of the nurses that found them out wherever they were in the lobby and worked them. And I got called in for that case. And then they ended up, I, like, I got called in to basically do, um, damn, what's it called? The disco- It's in the discovery phase where, fuck, what is this called, man? A uh, deposition. A deposition. I got called in for a prep for a deposition because I was supposed to get to have a deposition done. So the lawyers for the hospital called me in to do a prep. And then I ended up never doing the deposition. So they they ended up never calling me after that, like, prep. So you never actually so, went to court. You went to... No, no, no. I, I didn't even go to a deposition. That's the thing. They I'm assuming they settled it before that happened. Either they settled it or they threw it out. So what exactly did you go to? So I went to the law offices of the lawyers that were representing the hospital. And they basically prepped me for a deposition. Okay, tell me about what happened. Tell me this. Tell me that. Um, they're going to ask you some type of this in this way. Um, if Tell them the facts. Tell them if, if you don't remember something, tell them you don't recall. Um, just say the facts, you know. And then 
they were basically just prepping me for prep, preparing me for a deposition, and then I went home. They said they will call me for one of the, to to set a date for the deposition. I never got the call, and I haven't heard from them since. That was maybe about four years ago, three four years ago, whenever it was. And, so the hospital um, was being sued by the patient, right? But well, the, by patient's, the patient's family. family. Yeah. And you just happened to be the one that discovered them, so they. No, no. I mean, I was one of the team involved with the people that were like working the patient, like working the code. Did you have to document anything on that patient? I don't remember, to be honest. I don't know if I was the one that was doing the, the documenting on the code sheet or whatever it was, but I just know that my name was on the chart somewhere. Javi, you just destroyed my whole argument, bro. <laughs> Why the fuck did I invite you on the show, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. Hey, I'm I'm just saying, like that's I'm the only that was the only time that I've ever had an instance of anything like that happening. But other than that, I haven't really heard of anybody. But still, like I get it. The whole document, like you're going to court. You'd be surprised, man. Everybody fucking no, with I, how people are nowadays. I think the documenting if, like you're going to court is documenting enough to for you to remember and realize what was going on, what you did. Yeah. But I, documenting I, I, every little thing and every little itty bitty type thing for their money for yeah, no, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I should, because there's I there's a way to there's there's such that. Yeah, there's there's such a thing as, as documenting too much. And anybody who is smart enough and has been a nurse long enough for a professional in healthcare long enough tells you that there's such a thing as documenting too much and you can get yourself in trouble by documenting too much so it's a fine line between documenting enough to where five years down the road if something does happen to happen happen to occur and you get somebody gets sued yeah you're able to recall and okay this is what happened okay this is what happened this we did this after this happened whatever the case is that's that's more the reason but the whole documenting like you're going to go to court, documenting like you're going to go to court, no, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I was just mainly bringing that up as like a um, like a tactic that they use to um, to fear monger people. Yeah, like for sure. From the, from the grassroots, you know? Yeah. Like, I actually never have met anyone that went to court. You're the closest person that I've ever met. I didn't know that story. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, though. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it sucked because I, I was scared shitless, man. I was like, what the fuck happened? What did I do? No, but I mean, you can I, only I say no, what you yeah. did. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. No, and that's the thing. Like, for, at the end of the day, for the most part, as a nurse, there the chances of them coming after you are very slim because you don't have money. The people who have money are the doctors and the, uh, doctor the hospital. Groups. Yeah, the, yeah, the doctor groups, the the hospital organizations. They're, exactly. So they're not gonna look to sue you. They're not gonna look to go after your license unless you royally fuck up. Yeah. The chances of that happening are, are very slim to none. Um. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's just. So the chances of you of you being attacked personally by a patient are like virtually zero, like realistically zero. Nobody's gonna go hire a lawyer, and knowing they can attack the hospital system that makes all of this cash, or the doctor group that has all of this cash, come after you individually as like a vendetta. The the odds of that happening is, is virtually like, it's a it's a not a thing, right? I mean, let me not say that it's not a thing. It's obviously possible. There's always a possibility. Of yeah, that but that person but... would have to have like the fucking world of vendettas, dude. They exactly. would have to have the. They would. They, I just think that, like, for all intents and purposes, like, I don't think it's a reality. I don't think right. it's something. If it is a reality, if there's a minuscule chance of it, you should be absolutely afraid of it, just as much you're afraid as you're afraid of a fucking meteor coming down and clobbering your house and while you're doing a podcast right now. Right. Exactly. 
you know, I'm not really scared of that because it's not a fucking part of my reality because the odds <laughs> are it's not going to fucking happen ever. And that's the thing. Like at the end of the day, if you are a good nurse and you are attentive to your patients and you treat them the safest way possible to your ability, then you shouldn't have anything to worry about as far as charting every little thing because you know, I did everything that I could. I did my best for this patient. The outcome, whatever the outcome was, I did my best. So if this happens to go to court one day, I know that I did my best. So I'm not going to be held liable. Now, if you royally fuck up and you do something where you fuck up, then that's different. Like if you punch like, a patient in the face or something? No, if you push potassium, for example, and the patient ends up <laughs> dying, that's that's a different story. I feel like and, you're going to lose your license if you do some shit like that. I mean, right nowadays, you know. I feel like you might not, but yeah, I mean, it's if, funny because if you push potassium and kill someone, you you have a better chance of losing your license than if you steal fentanyl out of people's fentanyl drip bags. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I had there was a nurse that I used to work with that fucking would steal fentanyl out of people's fentanyl drips in the ICU. No way. Yeah, way, dude. And they and he still works as a nurse today. Damn. Because they put them through like a drug rehab program. Yeah, yeah, that's that's usually what they do. Yeah, like they don't even like they don't even fuck with them at all. I mean, they yeah. You have to, I mean, I'm sure there's like a bunch of shit that comes up on his license, and it's kind of hard to explain. But you still have a practicing license as a nurse, you know. So yeah, I mean, the the other things like I've heard with with those cases is they can't pull narcotics, they can't get narcotics, and I would just work as somebody working the PACU, dude. I would just fucking be a chill ass PACU nurse for the rest of my life. <laughs> collect my paycheck bro yeah but no back back to um back to the whole documenting your life yeah i think i don't think it's about documenting your life away i think it's about creating this culture of like fear among new nurses and people carrying that shit with them throughout their career so the hospital can take advantage of you dude like they they want you to believe that there's not a thousand other jobs out there for you if you quit they want to treat you like you, you they own you and they want to keep you down bro they want to keep you in your place because if you get loud or if you start acting up or if you start realizing that maybe you're worth a little bit more money than you originally thought that's an infective type of like like uh, mentality dude and it's not healthy for corporations dude right you know the corporations need you to feel like you need them yep. they, they don't want you to think that there's a hundred of them. They want you to think that there's a hundred of you and they could just keep recycling you if they need you. But the reality is that there's fucking not enough nurses in the country, dude. There's not enough nurses in the world. There's not enough healthcare people in the world. You're the you're the prize. You're the commodity, dude. Like you are the fucking you are everything to the hospital. They make a billion dollars off of you. You know, and they give you a, this tiny, tiny percent. I'm and ranting. expect you to be happy about that. Yeah, and then expect you to be ha- and expect you to put up with their bullshit. I'll put up their bullshit, but it's because I make fucking almost three times what I used to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I just think nurses should make more money, and I think that I don't. And it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, nurses should make more money one day, and I, and there's nothing we can do about it, but we should just all have this like in our head. No, it's like, dude, nurses should make more money, and there's a real avenue for that to happen. Though, if more and more nurses, more and more nurses are, first of all, like 
going away from hospital systems. Like more and more nurses are working agency, more and more nurses are doing travel assignments now than ever before. But like if it keeps happening, if, if that um, if that disparity that 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 gap keeps growing, hospitals are going to have to start saying they're going to be forced to start saying we got to pay these people more. Like it's not going to be about heroes work here signs in the fucking lobby and painting the Superman on the elevator door. <laughs> you know, it's going to be about, it's, it's going to be like, we need to pay these people more, dude. You know, like that's, that's going to be the, that's going to have to happen when you can't hire a fucking nurse anymore because the, the job just doesn't, it's not competitive anymore. Yeah. And the only way is to go to every hospital that you know and talk to every fucking nurse, <laughs> start a union unionize <laughs> i'm just kidding I'm, this is not union pushing this episode is not about starting unions i don't give a fuck about that yeah I, honestly i think unions are not the answer i think i think the answer is a paradigm shift in the minds yeah i think, of the I think nurses it's, across it's a the matter of world. it's a matter of taking it into your own hand you don't need a union in order to do that you know yeah i don't i don't think that um i don't think unions are the way to go i think that I think that a like open mindedness is the way to go. I think like like collaboration and teamwork and like um and like acting as a whole is the way to go. Like so parts of unionism are are great, but um not all of it. Right. You know. Why don't Florida nurses make as much as California nurses? To be honest, I have no idea. Why You would think you would think that if healthcare is pretty much the same cost throughout the country, why wouldn't you be getting paid compare competitively across the country? If an insurance company can has to pay the same amount for the same procedure in California as they do in Florida, and the hospitals in California make relatively the same amount of money per procedure per patient as the hospitals in Florida, why do nurses in California make more money than nurses in Florida. Now you see, I, that's, that's something. I don't know the facts about that because I know that each individual state has their Medicare, Medicaid, like insure, their different insurance. So I don't know if a procedure in California would cost the same or that a hospital would get the same amount of money in California they would in Florida. So I don't know if that argument is in fact justified. Let's Google it. I would like to think that's the case. But I'm not really sure, so I can't speak to that. You would think, though, that it would cost the same because why wouldn't it cost any different? Why wouldn't the hospital get reimbursed the same in California than they would in Florida? That doesn't make any sense. You kind of hear about the whole cost of living, cost of living. The California Nurses in California and people in general in California and New York make more money because the cost of living is higher and blah, 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 you know? Hospitals well, in California, really per patient, a hospital in California bills around about the national average for health for healthcare costs. Mm -hmm. Governance modeling among California public hospitals—it's a lot, but they it it looks like the um, the abstract says that basically per patient California hospitals bill as much per patient two insurance companies as the national average. Now, what about reimbursement on that? Because I feel like billing and reimbursement are kind of are two, two separate things. Are two separate I'm entities. sure there's like some 
there's mild discrepancies, but there's not nothing any significant enough to pull up anything on Google when I search it in. Right. But let's Google why why Cali nurses make so much. <laughs> High demand. Okay, that's everywhere. I mean, it's not everywhere, but Florida, it's like the retirement capital of the United States. So, I mean, high demand here, too. High cost of living. Same with Florida. Uh, underlie the higher salaries, California registered nurses. And specifically, union power. The nurses' union has also played a role in starting the nurses have access to pension plans that they retire with health benefits. It goes on and on. That's a slap in the face, dude. Oh, for sure. Registered nurses in California earn $100,000 a year on average, more than their counterparts anywhere else in the country. The average hourly wage for a registered nurse in California is $48.68 an hour. That's double what I started. Yeah. That's crazy. Same, dude. Um, dude, the more you read about this... The more pissed off you get. I says, it says, quote, <laughs> I think nurses themselves really started to understand... Listen to this. Listen to this quote. This, listen to this quote, Javi. It's everything. Quote, I think nurses themselves really started to understand that hospitals don't function without them, and they are indispensable for patient safety. Nurses in Hawaii and Massachusetts earn nearly as much as California, with average annual salaries of ninety dollars to $88,000, respectively. National average, the national average salary for registered nurses is $71,000 a year. That's crazy. Nurses started to understand in California that hospitals don't function without them. Yeah. But we get treated when we start out as nurses in the hospital like we're a dime a dozen. Like they'll just replace us with another one. But that's the thing. I feel like hospitals have that mentality because they know that there's a fa- that there are nurses out there granted that without the same experience. So I guess I kind of encountered this in one hospital that I worked at where they had a bunch of new grads and they ended up hiring like for night shift for example like 17 new grads in the ER and they were all for night shift. And so the balance of night shift versus nurses where it was actually experienced versus new grads was like tipping more towards new grads. And it's insane. Yeah. And it's like their mentality is because we have these new grads and these people that are willing to come in for much less, much cheaper. Yeah. I can just replace the nurse who's leaving and they don't, they don't see the value in somebody having somebody that's experienced. And so unless there's like a full, like you said, a full paradigm shift where all these fucking nurses leave and it's like, all right, fine. What are you going to do now? You're going to hire 50 new grads to bring in. Yeah. And it's not that easy, dude. A new grad takes six months to start to train. True. Like it's not as easy. Like, all right, for instance, the hospital they work at now, they just started hiring travelers for the first time in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're hiring travelers is because so many of their nurses left to do COVID contracts, crisis contracts, yeah, and do swabbing. They're full time COVID swabbers, making like a hundred bucks an hour, dude. What's that? <laughs> Something's like clicking. Oh, that's my chair. My bad. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're making a hundred bucks an hour doing fucking COVID swabs, dude. Yeah, and so a lot of their nurses just bailed. And went somewhere else. And so now they hired like a dick load of brand new nurses. And as a traveler, they're like, hey, we need you to stay like as long as you can. Like, 
we need you like yeah what's the longest you're allowed to extend for you know and i'm just like yeah I don't know, whatever I'll, you're right next to my house you'll i'll extend as long as you fucking want me to yeah but like um but the thing is, is like these new grads take six months to get functional you know yeah that's true and on top of that like a new grad will work for pennies dude like someone desperate for a job will work for pennies but if you change that culture like if you change that like that mindset from the rip like if we went to schools and we talked to students at schools and we said at like colleges and we said like do not take less than this much money you know like if we just got up on stage and we're like do not take 25 dollars an hour to start as a nurse like demand 36 you know like and all of the students went around demanding this much the hospital would have to pay it dude the the thing is we coming from where we come from seeing so many of us like all I know are nurses, you know, all you like most of us know are like we, the majority of our friends and our group, the mo- our social circle is like nurses, you know, because we went to a fucking nursing school. So we see a sea of nurses and all of them just willing to fucking do whatever it takes to get a job. But the reality is that's such a small fraction of the population, dude. Yeah. You know, like there's not a lot of them. They no, make I mean, us right. think there's more than there are, dude. They want us to. It's a fucking conspiracy, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, bro. It really does. It's a conspiracy, bro. Yeah. I'm but that's into, the thing. I'm I feel like into some Alex Jones shit right now. <laughs> I feel like as long as there's somebody who's willing to work for that shitty pay, then it's never going to change. And I feel like there always will be somebody who's willing to work for that shitty pay. I think there's a new day coming, bro. I mean, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. There's a new day on the horizon, Javi. <laughs> There's a new day. More and more nurses today are working for agencies than ever before. The history <laughs> of nursing, dude. Everyone is deciding that what they do is more valuable than what they get paid. <laughs> There's a new day coming, Simba. That was, from, fun? That was from Lion King. Was it? Yeah, I love, I love Lion King, dude. Me too. Drinking some bourbon over here, man. Are you? I wish. I gotta oh, be yeah. up at four thirty tomorrow, so. Oh my god. Yeah. Get ready, bro. That's uh, SRNA life for you. Ugh. Whatevs, dude. As long as I make <laughs> stacks afterwards. Yeah. That's what I tell the nurses at the hospital I work at now. They're like, "What are you doing? Like, why do you do traveling?" I'm like, "Cause uh, money." <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, what? Of course. I'm... Uh, my goal when I started this job was how can I make the most amount of money? I See, thought already. that I thought that's what you guys were doing too. No, people are like, no, I like security. <laughs> I don't like to have to worry about where my next contract is because I like security. <laughs> I'm like that's dumb. <laughs> so if you're if you're doing local with your contracts, are they still paying you stipends for for living, or how does that work? Well, so technically, you want me to answer you, like, honestly? I don't think I should answer you honestly on the air. I mean, we can talk about it off the air. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I get a stipend uh, because mm-hmm. technically I don't live here. Mm. Technically, I live uh, in Port St. Lucie. Uh. I have a house in Port St. Lucie, and I'm duplicating my costs here in uh, this area. I just happen to really like this area, so I'm sticking around indefinitely. 
Gotcha. But I am duplicating my living expenses. So which hospital are you at now then? Um, I don't know. Cut it out, bro. <laughs> oh, nice. All right, cool. Yeah. I actually really like this hospital. Really? Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Nice. Um, I know it has like a bad reputation. That's uh, what I've heard. But I don't know why. I mean, honestly, the hospitals that, that I've worked at that have had quote unquote great reputations have been the cuntiest fucking hospitals in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's I, true, man. I haven't enjoyed them. I haven't enjoyed working there. It's yeah. terrible. It's micromanaged. Mm-hmm. It's like you get treated like you're like a little fucking kid. Like you don't know what you're doing. You yeah. know, and I don't, I don't like shit like that. I don't like nice hospitals. If that's what it is, I'd prefer what in my experience, I've, I, I like vastly prefer grungy old hospitals with character yeah. over like new shining fucking beacon hospitals you know yeah because like you said they micromanage the shit out of you and they spend their money on fun. the wrong shit yeah. spend, spend your money on the on the providers dude you know yeah. like don't spend your money on a new fucking statue in the lobby you know <laughs> you get a fucking statue of zeus in the lobby striking a guy on the dick with a lightning bolt <laughs> Like that's dumb, dude. Like, yeah. fucking spend that money on your healthcare providers, man. You know, like, what has COVID shown us? COVID has shown us that that the heart and soul of every health organization is healthcare providers, doctors, yeah. nurses, medics, techs, fucking phlebotomists, CT radiologists, fucking radiology techs, respiratory therapists, dude. Like. Those people are the lifeblood. Those people are the people that fucking matter. And the hospitals spend so much more money on other shit. The people who clean the, the hospital, man. Like yeah. environmental. And like environmental those, services. Those yeah, man. Fucking Starbucks workers, dude. <laughs> like everything is more important than the Zeus fucking lightning bolt dick statue. Yep. You know? Like, and the hospitals just don't want to spend the dime, dude. You want to, you got to suck a dick all year long just to get an extra 30 cents on your paycheck yeah for your not for even. your yearly fucking eval not even bro my girlfriend now can you believe what this hospital system is doing they gave them a they didn't even give them a raise for their eval what they did was they basically calculated their value and gave them a one-time bonus they what do you mean calculated their value they calculated what their what they would make extra for that year or basically how she was explaining it to me um calculating what they would make extra in their raise like let's say it was 30 cents or whatever it was they calculated how much it would be over the 52 weeks that they were working gave it to them as a bonus so like this would be like 35 dollars. here you go so in her case granted <laughs> i mean she's pretty in there now but in her case it was like 300 bucks that's so they don't have to continuously exactly. stack the, the cash exactly and so for other people for example let's say you go up 50 cents, whatever the case is. So you, let's say you go from 30 bucks an hour to $30.50 or yeah. $31 just to, for the sake of numbers. I assume that if you're working overtime, that way they don't have to pay you that extra money from overtime too. Yeah, That extra it, money from PTO, that extra money from... It just grows exponentially. Is. Exactly. And so they're giving you, boom, one-time bonus. Here you go. Have fun. Enjoy. Why do we accept getting treated shittier and shittier by these corporations dude your answer is as good as mine bro i have no idea that's that's such a slap in the face yeah it is especially after all this i remember the first job that i had we both had and i worked at this hospital and 
I fucking worked my ass off at this hospital. I worked so much goddamn overtime, dude, because I really wanted to show them that I was an asset. You know, I really wanted to show them that I was a good at what I'm, at my job. You know, like I was very eager to like for approval and for like, you know, and you participated in the diabetes walk. Dude, we did all that shit, man. And like, and just, just, I, I went to get my yearly evaluation from this hospital. They took me in the office and they said, Hey, we can't give you, um, exceeds expectations because like you'd have to check so many boxes that like it's impossible to make exceeds expectations. We can only give you, um, what's the next one? The next one meets, meets expectations. Yeah, we can only give you meets expectations, which is only like three dollar a thirty cents, thirty cent. It's like a one percent raise, some shit like twenty six. Yeah, cents. it was. I remember it was one percent, two percent, three percent, four percent, five percent. Five percent was if you were outstanding. I think four percent right. was if you were exceeds. I think three percent was was if you were meets. Yeah, some shit like that. Whatever, however it worked, I just remember yeah. what it, what an insignificant amount of money that was for the work that I put in. Yeah, and what a slap in the face it was to like be treated like that because I did sales before, and if you were a rock star, you got everybody thought you were awesome. Like you got calls from corporate, like people were like slapping your back everywhere you went. It was awesome, but this hospital is like you kick ass here. Good job, buddy. Here's a cookie. <laughs> you got a meal voucher for one, for one dried up piece of fucking chicken yep. at the cafeteria. Congratulations, you get the fuck back to work, you piece of shit. I hate you. <laughs> and keep giving us your best. Give us everything you got. We'll steal yep. everything from you. We're not going to give you anything in return. Oh, by the way, we canceled pensions this year. <laughs> right. Yep. It's, that's exactly how it works, man. Am I crazy, bro? No. I'm not, not crazy, dude. Not at all. Nurses shouldn't take this shit, man. You're right. Everybody wants to join the Scott Pitts Union of America. What should we join call it? Join the movement. Join the, the movement. The Bro Nurse Union. The Bro Nurse Movement. Anybody wants to come jump on this Bro Nurse Movement Union? No, no, not union. Not union. You can't use union. Not everybody likes the word union. Yeah, movement. you say the word union, people are like, nah, fuck that shit movement the broner's movement this is a movement start a revolution there you go yeah man yeah man i just don't know i just don't know who knows i don't think nurses should work for hospitals i don't think they should i think nurses should be privately contracted just like doctors we're healthcare providers we need our autonomy you can give us guidelines shit that you like to do Things your your hospital likes, and we'll do our best to touch on those bases for you. But we're not going to work for the hospital. We're going to be private, and we have autonomy. We can nurse. You don't need to tell us how to nurse. Just like you don't need to tell the doctors how to doctor. You know? Yeah. You feel me? I feel you. I feel you, dog. You want to invest $50,000 into this? I don't have $50,000 to invest, Scott. Maybe five years down the road, but right now I don't. And five years, Javi? <laughs> I'm coming for you, bro. I got you. Maybe I'll invest a that, little more. I'm coming for that 50 G's player. <laughs> I got it for you. I'll, I'll start saving up now. Yeah, start saving up for for our union that we're going to create. How much money does it cost to start a union? I don't know. It's not a union, bro. It's a movement. How much money does it cost to start a movement? <laughs> 
the beauty of those movements are well, not the beauty of it, but the members are the ones that pay, so you don't have to pay shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why nobody likes fucking unions, dude, because they're exactly. like, I'm paying dues for what now? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Yeah. And then when they get called to the office and they have like a union rep there that's ready to fucking kick ass, they're just like, yeah, nah, I'm happy I paid that money. <laughs> I've never, I mean, I've never worked for any for any system that uses unions, but I don't know. I don't know either, bro. I, I neither I neither have I, but I hear good things, man. My, my grandmother retired with a pension with uh, 403B, with yeah. an independent retirement account. She's just mm-hmm. like exists now doesn't work anymore <laughs> good for her yeah i mean like people 50 years ago got treated better than we get treated today dude people 10 years ago got treated better today than we do today that's got crazy treated... we're supposed to be a progressive society we're supposed to be moving toward a better future not a fucking shithole future i remember before like 10 years ago i mean i wasn't there but i heard about it like 10 15 years ago during nurses week emergency nurses week like all these different weeks and all these different bonuses and christmases and all this shit holidays the hospitals would give so much back to their staff to their nurses to their doctors and nowadays you'd be lucky if you get a pen yeah not even you get like a mouse pad yeah man like it's it's crazy yeah and it's not even like a good mouse pad it's like one that they had left over (laughs) you know they bought too much. They bought in bulk and they bought too much. Fuck those guys, dude. Yeah. And they wonder why we don't like administrators, dude. I'll tell you, I was talking to this guy the other day and I was just like, dude, like, you used to be a nurse, man. Like, you you used to know the struggle. You used to know. Like, what happened? Did you get so indoctrinated in your mind that, like, you know, like, you just started drinking the fucking Kool-Aid, dude? They just brought you up into the nice offices, and then you just started fucking drinking their Kool Aid. That's the thing, man. Bitch. You you get up there and that like you have. I feel like you have a mindset of I want to make a change and I want to do something different, but then you just kind of get sucked into it and you don't. You start playing the game, dude. Exactly, you start playing the game. Hold on. Yeah, you start playing the game. You know. And so it's like, that's why I, I always say I could never be in management. Like, I feel like I would do really good in management, but I could never be in management because I would want to change the system and they wouldn't want that. No, you would fail, Javi. For if, sure. If you cared about your nurses, if you cared about people, if you remember where you came from, you would fail, dude. You, you, have, yep. to, you have to have a certain ability to disconnect your soul from your work yep. if you want to function in like a corporation. You yeah, know? man. Like that was that was one of like one of our old bosses, uh, Glean. Yeah, Glean was the man. I fucking love working for Glean. Yeah, I I loved Glean. I still love Glean, dude. Yeah, I mean, I obviously we haven't worked for him in a long for a long time, but yeah, Glean's the man, bro. He really is. He it was he cared about the people that he worked with. Yep. But that's why he struggled. Yeah. That's why he struggled because he cared about the people he worked with, man. And that's why he didn't get the positions that he should have gotten where we were, because of how he was. Yeah, because they and want who you. To, he was. They want you to fuck the nurses, dude. Yep. Like, if if you're gonna operate in corporate, like an administration in a hospital, you gotta be like, fuck the nurses, dude. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. They could take it. They could take more. How many How many patients does that guy got? He could take more. They could take more. 
yeah, like we can do this. How how much? No, we don't need raises. We don't need raises. They'll they'll deal with it. They'll deal with it. It's like certain certain corporations are. I mean, I can't speak for all of them, but like certain ones, like HGA, <clears throat> like you, they really push their employees to the limit, dude. Yeah. Like during this whole COVID thing, certain corporations took away the 403b benefits their matching benefits like all the money that they were sp- extra money they were spending they took it away and they allocated that toward like the crisis fund meanwhile the ceo of this specific corporation received a one percent raise on his salary dude that's crazy yeah it was like all over the news it had to be horrible i didn't, for them. I didn't hear about that that's insane Oh, dude, Google it. Google it, man. I'm going to Google it right now for you. <laughs> it's so legit, dude. Look, watch. Is that down here in South Florida? Yeah. <laughs> no way. Hospitals got bailouts and furloughed thousands while paying CEOs millions. <laughs> this is New York Post. Well, now HCA is a local healthcare organization, but this is on the New York Post. HCA Healthcare received about one billion in federal bailout funds, part of an effort to stabilize hospitals during the pandemic. One of the world's wealthiest hospital chains earned more than $7 billion in profits over the past two years. It's worth $36 billion, paid its chief executive $26 million in 2019. But as the coronavirus swept the country, employees at ACA repeatedly complained that the company was not providing adequate protective gear to nurses, medical techs, and cleaning staff. Last month, HCA executives warned that they would lay off thousands of nurses if they didn't agree to wage freezes and other concessions. <laughs> A few weeks earlier, HCA had received about $1 billion in bailout funds from the federal government, part of an effort to stabilize hospitals during the pandemic. HCA is one of is among the long list of deep-pocketed healthcare companies that receive billion dollars in taxpayer funds, but are laying off and cutting the pay of tens of thousands of doctors, nurses, and lower-paid workers. Many have continued to pay their top executives millions, although some executives have t- taken modest pay cuts. You see, that's the kind of shit that makes you wonder, man. Like, how how are they just getting this money and nobody is regulating that? Like, that's ridiculous. It's because that's it's like, because it, it, the, the legislators don't care, dude. All they want to do is just say that they gave money to hospitals. Yeah, they're gonna say, look, look, look what we did. Like, we gave all this money to hospitals. But it's like you gave money to a CEO, you fucking twat. That was like, like the um, you like didn't the give small, money to nurses. Like back in the before, in the beginning of the pandemic, or the close to the beginning of the pandemic or whatever it was they had the that, cares uh, act the cares act with the payment the payment protection or paycheck protection plan whatever it was mm-hmm. and it was basically for small businesses to stay open to pay their employees mm-hmm. it was meant to go just to small businesses right you had people like i forget the exact companies but um fuck what were the names of the companies there were there were big chain restaurants big chain companies that were getting these fucking uh, that were getting this money and they, the money specified for small businesses. Oh, I remember Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Yeah, That's it was a big was. deal Shake and Shake Shack. Shake Shack took the money. Yes. And then they gave it back. Yeah, because people were calling out, calling them out for it. But yeah. had like 
I know plenty personally, plenty of people who could have benefited from that, from their small businesses, and they didn't get on them out. They weren't able to cash in on that money because it, it ran out so fast. Yeah, I know, dude. Uh, I did jujitsu for a long time, so I know a lot of people that have like really small businesses, like that are super dependent on it's uh, gyms, you know, yeah. so like super dependent on uh, memberships, mm-hmm. and almost every one i i know personally and a lot of them that i follow on instagram were like couldn't get it couldn't get it couldn't get it couldn't get it couldn't get it. I, I don't think i've saw one gym that received money from this cares act when when they're literally the ones that needed it the most yep you know and it's it, that's yeah man and then you're this getting giving all this money to up. hospitals to stabilize hospitals when like the ceos are taking fat paychecks and laying off fucking nurses and like and cutting bonuses, cutting salaries, like making concessions. Yep. Nurses shouldn't have to make concessions, man. You already don't pay them what they're worth. You know? And now you're telling them during a pandemic where they're putting their lives at risk, putting their family's lives at risk. Take more risk, make less money. Exactly. Yep. It's fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> People need to listen to this podcast. People need to hear what we're saying Nurses need to listen to this shit. I don't care if we're if I'm saying shit that is gonna like cause fucking waves, dude. I don't care if it fucks with my ability to get contracts. This is the truth, bro. Like, this is the fucking truth, man. Like, you need to know your worth. Like, nurses need to know that the lifeblood of the organ of the organization. There's not a million of you. They want you to think there's a fucking million of you, but there's not, bitch. They need you, dude. They need all of us. And we're worth so fucking much more than what we're getting paid, dude, by hospitals. Yep. Work for agencies, dude. Work for private agencies. (laughs) Private agencies are the way to go. Get out of the hospital system. Get out of the corporate hospital chain. We should, they should sue hospitals for employing nurses. Anytime they try to force a nurse to document something for money, they should fucking, that should be a fucking suable offense, dude. That should be a criminal offense. It should. It should. I mean, it's, it's crazy because you're, you're basically forcing our hands. They're basically forcing our hands and telling us you need to do this, you need to do this, so they can gain money and so they can bill the insurance. And it's, it, it sucks. Creates a conflict, it creates a possible conflict of interest. Sum, summing yeah. this all up, summing this all up. Nurses shouldn't work for hospitals because it creates a possible conflict of interest. It changes the care plan based on billable points that the hospital system wants to collect so that they can make more money. Nurses shouldn't work for hospitals because of B. Hospitals don't pay nurses enough. They don't compensate you enough for your, for your time. They bill insurance companies significantly more you probably receive close to like a percent or two on what they're actually billing for your labor. Could you imagine that shit? Like for any other fucking career, you know? But, and then finally, nurses shouldn't work for hospitals because it just sucks, dude. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. You have no protections. You have no... You're in, you're dispensable to hospitals. When in reality, you're indispensable. 
They make you think you're dispensable, but in reality, you're not. Yeah, they create a culture of fear. They indoctrinate you with these ideas that, like, you can just be replaced on a whim. It's not so easy. It's not so easy. It's a pain in the fucking ass, and they all know it. They spend thousands of dollars training people. Hiring a new person and training them just to have them quit is, like, a giant fucking cost gap for the hospitals and they know it that's why they try to make you sign these fucking contracts first it was a year then it was two years now it's fucking three years you know dude i've seen contracts for four and five years yeah and they i remember when i first started in critical care they're like oh yeah and i used to be a year but now it's two years you have to sign up i'm like two years like how much is this class so the class is fifteen hundred dollars why don't i just pay the fifteen hundred dollars and i don't have to sign a fucking contract <laughs> you know how about that bro in my in my critical care spot that I was in, they had to sign a three year contract. I wiped my ass with it because I left after a year and like ten months. You're like sue me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they expected us to pay. I think it was like two grand or whatever it was for that same shit, the same class, the training class. Mm-hmm. And I remember what I did was to basically get around that, and basically in order for them to get that money, they would have to sue me. I basically cashed out all my PTO, so I would either take vacation or call out or whatever the case was to be able to make sure that my PTO was like close to zero when I was getting close to leaving. Yeah. And then I was putting all my money into my 401k. So literally 100% of my paycheck into my 401k. So that I wasn't getting paychecks from them. So they basically didn't, like they couldn't do anything. They couldn't hold my paycheck. They couldn't do anything because, yeah, I, get, I didn't give them that option. That's dope, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's smart, but, man. But three years, man. They wanted three years. We got a good vent session, dude. I've, I've been storing up some shit during this break that we took, dude. <laughs> I know. I see that. Stacking and storing. So, Javi, thanks for fucking stopping by and sharing your wisdom. <laughs> Anytime. Your infinite wisdom. I don't know about infinite, but I'll share whatever. It's infinite, I have. dude. It's infinite. <laughs> And um, thanks for fucking sharing your experience about the uh, the whole court thing, dude. Yeah, no worries, man. So next week on the show, we're going to have this dude. And he wrote, he's doing his uh, PhD or DMP. I don't know. He's doing a research. So I think it might be a PhD. But uh, about uh, microdosing psychedelic drugs to treat uh, psychiatric disorders. And he's a nurse. He was a nurse for a long time, and then he went to school for, um, like, research and shit. I don't know. Fucking listen to next week's episode, and you'll know. <laughs> it's probably a DMP project. Either DMP or, or PhD. Uh, mushrooms. Yeah, psilocybin, I think. Oh, so he's talking about mushrooms. I thought he was talking about ketamine, because ketamine is actually, like, horse tranquilizer, pretty much. It's like, Is that a psychedelic drug? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I could call it a psychedelic drug, it, uh, you can you, you get that feeling pretty much but yeah like dissociative psychosis yeah, or whatever yeah yeah basically um and they're using it like same low dose they haven't done a whole bunch of studies on it but recently it's been used for uh for depression and stuff there's actually ketamine clinics that are opening up that um that you're basically giving ketamine low dose ketamine to these patients to help with their with their depression and Dude, apparently ketamine it works. is a hell of a drug bro it really is. I love cutting. They do that with uh, sickle cell babies now. They used do to. They? Just check this. Sh- listen to this shit. They used to fucking um, 
give sickle cell well they still do like now the standard of practice is to give babies like fentanyl inhalers and pediatric sickle cell patients really they give them fucking masks filled with like like opiate gas Mm-hmm. Like they're in a fucking opiate den, dude. Opium den, and they're hooking these little sickle cell babies on opiates before they even have a chance to make a responsible decision for themselves, and basically sentencing them to a life of fucking opiate addiction and and cyclical crisis and all this other fucked up bullshit. I know, dude. I found that out by talking to a peds nurse. No shit. I actually had a patient one time who she was having a surgery, and she asked if she can get ketamine because she had she had like. Uh, issues with, like depression and shit like that, and she actually asked, "Can I get some ketamine?" Yeah, <laughs> it helps. And, and she said it helps, and it doesn't so. make you addicted to that shit for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's been studied enough to know whether it's addictive or not. I, uh, granted, I don't, I haven't researched it, so I can't tell you yes or no. But I mean, if it's not, then that's that's one way to to help treat depression because it's tough, man. All right, so it has the potential to lead to tolerance and addiction. It can cause side effects like amnesia, but less severe withdrawal symptoms and highly less likely to be addictive than opiates. Ketamine? Yeah. yeah. That's the first thing I Googled. No, I mean, ketamine, I love ketamine. Using yeah. it for all my, I love using it for my patients. They so now they're, they're doing it with pediatric patients now, plus pediatric sickle cell patients. They're using it for pain management. You're talking about ketamine or you're talking about ketamine the, uh, player? Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. It's it's a uh, it's a dope ass drug. But anyways, next week we're gonna have this dude on the show, and he um he is wrote a a, a paper about uh, microdosing psychedelics, not ketamine, psychedelics like psilocybin and shit like that mm-hmm. for treatment of depression, anxiety, all that shit, dude. Like nice. uh, post traumatic stress, all this shit. And uh, I've been trying to get him on the show for a long time, but like schedules have been like really fucked. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we're going to have him on the show next week and we're going to talk about that shit. So you guys should check it out if you want to. If you want to. And by saying if you want to, you better fucking check it out. Like you better fucking download that episode, <laughs> stupid bitches. <laughs> no, but I uh, appreciate you guys uh, chiming in listening to us. Javi, it was awesome having you on the fucking show. You can get some sleep now, my friend. Thank you, bro. I'm really needing it. <laughs> I know. I can see your eyes just fade and fade and faded. Dude, you got to come over to the studio, bro. I know, man. You got to come to the Estudiado. Once, uh, once I get a nice little break, I should be getting a break soon. So Let me give you a little fucking quick little rundown, dude. Look at that. Nice. Got those puppies. Got old glory. <laughs> I got the fucking, you know, I'm spinning my wires right now. Nice. You got the whole deal, bro. That's a whole deal. Oh, you gotta see the desk too. I have a custom fucking table, dude. It's nice. Oh, I saw, I saw, I saw the picture, man. It's, it's pretty badass. But um, yeah, dude. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Um, check out. Do us a favor. Check out uh, Doctor Squatch Soaps. Twenty percent off. Use code Broners. Twenty percent off your order, and um, also it lets Jesus know that you're worthy of going to heaven. <laughs> so. A lot on the line. Buy Dr. Squash Soaps. Uh, check us out. Uh, check out our Instagram page, Broner's Podcast, at The Broner's Podcast. Check out my boy, Javi, on his page. I forget what it is. No, I mean, don't, don't follow him. me. Don't follow him. <laughs> He's a piece of shit. You don't want to follow him. Um, yeah, so like us, follow us. Hey, rate us on fucking iTunes. 
Give us five stars and shit. Tell us what you liked, what you hated. Don't tell us what you hated. Just, you know, keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> but I really appreciate you guys, and we love you. Now, keep in mind, everything we said on the podcast is strictly the opinions of the podcast as an entity, the Broners Podcast LLC, and not the opinions of my Scott Pitts or <laughs> just making this shit up. Oh, man. No, but um, know your worth, bitch. You're yeah. a great nurse, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Later, guys. All right, guys.